Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. We are walking through the book of Acts. Acts chapter 8, today we're talking about Philip. Chapter 8, verse 4. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. And Philip, for example, he went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs he did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed so there was great joy in, this, in that city. A man named Simon had been a sorcerer there for many years, amazing the people of Samaria and claiming to be someone great. Everyone from the least to the greatest often spoke of him as the great one, the power of God. And they listened closely to him because for a long time he had astounded them with his magic. But now the people believed Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, many men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself believed and was baptized. He began following Philip wherever he went, and he was amazed by the signs and great miracles Philip had performed. Lord, this is your word today. May it be active and alive in our lives, and may every person, because of the Spirit today, hear the message that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Philip, remember two weeks ago, we talked about how they had created um, the feeding program, right? So the apostles could do what God had called them to do. And two weeks ago, we talked about Stephen. He had become the first Christian martyr, right? Paid with his life. In fact, verses 1 through 3, remember we read two weeks ago, Saul was one of the witnesses, and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers, except for the apostles, were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning, but Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. So before we get into the miraculous signs parts, can we talk about something that is probably not the most popular opinion to talk about? Too often, I think we, we want to gloss over and get to all the good things in the Bible without paying a a proper respect to some of the tough moments in the Bible. We like the good things, right? We like like all of the good feels. Those kids were awesome this morning. They really was. Uh, the, The littles. I love the littles this morning. Guys, you have a future worship leader on your hands. I'm just... She was directing. She was keeping them in their places. Um... Just tell her the Nazarene way of dancing, always keep one foot on the floor, okay? And and she's good. I love it. I love it. I have videos so y'all can see from up here. I love, love, love. So Philip, though, he's one of those seven that was doing the feeding program in Jerusalem. 
And had it not been, think about this, think about this. Sometimes you have to think about how things come to be. Had it not been for Stephen's death, had it not been for the persecution that broke out because of that, Philip would probably still be in Jerusalem doing a feeding program because that's what he was called to do. It was the push of the persecution that they were running for their lives. Did you, did you hear how it described what Saul was doing? He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison, most likely to their death. Had it not been for that persecution that scattered the believers, we might not have this little piece of Philip. Church, hear me out. God did not cause the persecution. We have free will and free choice to make good decisions and bad decisions. And when, when men or women act in the wrong way, don't blame God because that person had that choice. Just like we have the choice and we make it to love people, others make the choice to hurt people. So God did not cause the persecution, but God does not miss opportunity to use every situation for his glory. Right? Amen? And I know that we can tell those same kind, you know, Shelly, everything that kept trying to go wrong. We know God wasn't causing bad things just so that we could put Shelly Spate on the stage. But he used your obedience to carry out the will that he knew what he wanted spoken to those kids yesterday. So God, he doesn't cause the bad, but he'll use every situation if we allow him. That's a, that's, that's a key choice too, if we allow him to use it. And I think Philip knew that. I truly believe that Philip understood, even in the midst of running for his life, it was still part of God's plan of carrying out God's word. You know, we don't know a whole lot about Philip except for he was called a great evangelizer. In other words, he loved to share the gospel of Jesus Christ anywhere he went. Cody Spate in the belly of the well, right? Bo James, anywhere he's at in Extrav. I left here yesterday feeling kind of, I, I felt a little, a little guilt of like I tapped out. I was just so tired. And then I thought of these two boys... And I remember them as teens. I'm going to get I'm get teary-eyed. And I thought, you know, I left that church in a pretty good hand tonight. I was not worried one bit. Because they've loved Jesus so long in their lives. And it shows in their families. And I knew it was okay. Because they're the next generation coming on. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. So Philip knew, because think about it, he's an early believer. So if, if, if he was there, he knew what Jesus said back in Acts chapter 1. Do you remember before Jesus left what he told them? He said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And he said, you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So Philip knew God had a plan of pushing the gospel out. And so wherever he went, he was ready with that. 
Now remember, the Jews had a prejudice against the Samaritans. So when we talked about Jonah, he didn't like the Ninevites because of all the evil they had done. We understand that. We've had people hurt us, hurt our loved ones. We understand when it's hard to show love. And so, you know, Philip could have had that same prejudice against the Samaritans, but he didn't. Because I think he remembered that Jesus always made known that the good news would be for all nations. He would have remembered that Jesus spoke to that Samaritan woman just as if she was any other woman. He would remember those things. So he had no problem being in Samaria and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, we don't like to talk about persecution. We don't like to talk about enduring hard things. We want to be on the mountaintop all the time. But church, do you agree that I think we spend more time in valleys than we really do on mountaintops? So we better know how to handle those valleys. We better know what it looks like to be in the hard times. But out of all of that persecution, the gospel was carried to the ends of the earth. You know, if you continue with Philip's story and it talks about him sharing with the eunuch, um, that would have probably been almost like the ends of the earth for that day and age, right? Paul says later to the Roman church, if you'll remember, Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, we can rejoice to when we run into all the good things. Oh, I wish. We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope in what? Our salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit, fills our hearts with his love. So we know there's going to be trials and tribulations. And yet, we always act surprised. Why is this happening? Because we're promised trials and tribulations. What matters is how you react to it. Because Philip could have ran for his life and then he could have hunkered down, right? He could have have prepped up all the cabinets. I'm ready for the end of the world because I got all my canned food over here and I got all my batteries over here and I I got everything prepped and I'm ready. How about if the end of the world really is coming, let's start telling people about Jesus Christ because they're really going to need to know it. (laughs) They're going to need to know it. Let's take as many people with us as we can. Not just our family and friends. The ones that maybe we've had prejudice against before. My question today is, what do you want from God, though? What do you want from God? Because these crowds had gathered around Philip, in verse 6 it said, and they had listened intently. They really wanted to hear the message and see the miracles happen that he was doing. Like, so in other words, people knew about Philip already, and so they began to gather around because they wanted to figure out And I'm not so sure that it was because of a a, a God thing. It's a curiosity thing, right? Because we read about Simon in there who was a sorcerer. Now, when I say a sorcerer, don't think Harry Potter. I'm not talking Harry Potter style. I'm talking about, think about astrologers, psychics, mediums, 
call 800 whatever to get mama jama on there and she'll tell you your future okay that's what that's what a lot of the magicians would have been in that day and age when you see the words magician and guess what we still have those things today and people still wholeheartedly listen to those voices in this world it's still an active thing they do things to to tell us um, about our future, and, and, and we get amazed, especially if, oh, they hit it on the head, right? Oh, I can remember as a, as a teenager, I, I was into the whole astrology, had to read it in the newspaper every day to see what my, you know, what my horoscope was for the day, and, and, you know, every once in a while they got it right, it felt like, because you can kind of just be general enough to fit, right? Something good's going to happen today. <gasps> I made an A on a test, I knew it, that, <laughs> you know? We get amazed. So I think these people have, have gathered around Philip because they're like, okay, we, we've heard enough about him already and the things that are happening, and, and they're curious. Magicians in the New Testament, they, they were that way. The sorcerer, Simon, he would have been that way. And it, and it said in there, verse 10, that everyone from the least to the greatest often spoke of him as the great one, the power of God. Why? Because he had amazed them with something, right? It says they listened closely to him because for a long time he had astounded them with his magic. People are drawn to that. And you know, when I read some of these scriptures sometimes and, and I read the things that Philip did because we can back up where you know it talked about casting out the evil spirits and things and those kind of things sometimes cause me to doubt myself because I've, I've had moments where I'm like well God I, I don't know like I, I know people who have experienced miracles I, I can talk about some miraculous things God has maybe done in my life but I've, I've never just really been a, an actual part of one of those kind of miracles. And so it makes me sometimes doubt myself because I'm like, well, God, um, you know, is there something wrong with me? Especially now I'm a pastor. Why, why doesn't the spirit work through me like that, God? And then I realized, because that's not my gift. Hmm. That's not what God is working through me to do. And that's okay. Do you understand that we all have gifts? And there are some people God will call to go and lay hands and, and, and something miraculous is going to happen. That's their gift. That's not my gift. And, and God, you know, over the years, he, he's told me and, and he kind of reminded me as I studied for this sermon. He brought my attention, verses uh, 12 through 13 said, But now the people believe Philip's message of the good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the powerful name of Jesus Christ? Amen. And I thought, Lord, that is, that is the thing. Because here's the deal, church. It's not the miraculous signs that Philip did that saved them. I'm not downing miracles. Don't hear me wrong today. But I'm reminding you, it's not the miracles that save them. It's the name of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said, no one gets to the Father except through me. 
Maybe, maybe those miracles, it causes them to stop and pay attention, right? But it was the message of the good news that saved them that day, that set him apart from Simon the sorcerer. Do you understand that how easily in that day and time that when miracles happen, they, they compared it to what these sorcerers were doing and, and in their eyes it's magic and it's just wow. And what was the difference? The name of Jesus Christ, where the power came from. Now, don't get me wrong. When I tell you I am praying for you, when, when we prayed for Rochelle's baby, it's because I believe I serve a God that can do it. I believe the same miracles that we read in the Bible still happen today. And even some of them that are totally miraculous, you go to a third world country, they totally still believe in the demons that, and you're like, well, why don't we see that in America? Because we're too distracted by our phones. We don't need a demon in us. Because that's the, that's the ploy of the enemy. It's not that he has to demonize everybody. It's just distract you from serving God. Distract you from telling people of that name of Jesus Christ. You get into a country where they don't have the phone to to worry about, then we're talking some serious spiritual warfare. And I think it still happens in this country, by the way. But because it's not as prevalent, we kind of overlook it. Right? So don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about miracles not happening. But if I had to choose, if God made me choose between healing your body and healing your soul, I'm going to pick your soul every single time. Because this is not my home. And every person that we read in the Bible that did get a miracle, they still died. And you're still going to heaven. Do you understand, church? Do you understand that don't get too focused on wanting a miracle that we forget the miracle that's already happened? And don't, don't hear me wrong this morning. I just, God really impressed on me that, that section where it said that it was the message. It was the message of Jesus that caused Philip to stand apart from Simon that the people began to respond to. Oh, pastor, but I think you just need a bigger faith. I think you're, do I? Because how often do we seek God's power to overcome our difficulties, but we resist that same power when he's calling us to love, when he's calling us to serve others, when he's calling us to be generous, when he's calling us to be obedient? We resist that same spirit. We run to God in times of trouble and maybe he answers us in a great way and three months later, we're back to life as we know it. Even Simon, it says, believed and was baptized. So he believed he was, he was baptized and in fact it caused kind of a stir and so Peter and John came from Jerusalem because they had to kind of check out this work that's happening that Philip is doing and they come and they, they laid hands on these new believers. Now, this has always kind of bothered me. Like it, it talks about, um, the, them laying hands on them in the spirit and it's like, wait, 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 when we accept Jesus, we have the spirit. Yeah, but sometimes 
It's kind of like me, first of all, I was saved when I was in junior high, but I didn't understand the whole process of discipleship and growing in Christ until much later in my life because nobody told me, right? And the other thing is, um, you have to understand how the Jews would have done this and, and how their practices would have been, that sometimes there was just special times of laying hands on. And so I can relate to this because last year when I was ordained, I can tell you, there has never been a more powerful moment that I can remember in my walk than when Philo Chambo laid his hands on my head and it felt like he's got these big old African hands, just so you know. <laughs> I just will never forget those hands and how it engulfed my head. And for that shining moment, I felt the spirit flow through me like never before. Now, did that mean I didn't already have the spirit? No. From the moment I believed in Jesus Christ, I've had the Spirit. But it was that special ordaining moment that was happening. And I believe that Peter and John showed up in Samaria as that special ordaining moment of what was happening in that town and that city. I think it'd be like if we had a, a huge revival and we began to pack out this church, I think Pastor Mark would show up and go, man, I got to go see what's happening in Wicks. Like, what is going on down there, right? So they showed up and, and they laid hands and, and they were explaining in more detail because, again, this is their ministry, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the teaching, right? Making new disciples. So they showed up and, and Simon... He got so amazed. He had never seen anything like this. And he said, hey, how big of a donation do I have to give to get that? Oh, that ticked Peter off. (laughs) And he told him, he said, no. He said, you can't have any part in this. Verse 21, you can have no part in this for your heart is not right with God. So Simon believed the message, he got baptized, but Peter uncovered, no, you're still looking for self-gratification. You want this to elevate yourself. Because Simon has went from this high pedestal with everybody, right, to now Philip's on that pedestal. Well, I want to be back on that pedestal. I want to do what you do, right? And so Peter said, you need to check your heart. You need to go talk to God, and you need to see if God can forgive this in you. Right? And Simon even says, hey, well, maybe you can pray for me. No, (laughs) that's going to be your job, Simon. You know, in, in Matthew chapter 12, there were some religious leaders who questioned Jesus. I love when I can go to Jesus to get the answers, right? And so these religious leaders... And teachers had questioned him, and they said, you know, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority, right? Listen to Jesus. Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I'll give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. I love that description because it 
tells me when we do question, because there's, when you read your commentaries, there's still the, you know, is Jonah real? Is it not real? Jesus just spoke about it as if it was the real deal. So I'm going to assume it was the real deal, right? Church, the greatest miracle is when God takes our stony, bitter, unforgiving hearts and because of the blood of Christ, He washes it clean and it begins to beat as flesh. And we begin to see people and love people as God loved us. That's the biggest miracle that you can find in this book. So are you, are you waiting on a, a miraculous sign to make that final decision for Christ today? Hmm. Well, you know what the joke says. Here's your sign. Hmm. 2,000 years ago, God put on flesh in the form of Jesus Christ. He paid a price for you that you can't pay. You can't work for it. As, as much as I love everybody that helped with VBS, it got you no brownie points with the Father to get to heaven. But it did tell the name of Jesus to those children. It did give them a memory to hold on to. How many of you yesterday, as we watched these kids, we thought of our own kids singing those songs? Yeah. I tried to get, I tried to get a little picture because usually Jackson's our star. Jackson got a little booted today, right? You know, the, 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 the girls took over. But I tried to get a little video of Jackson because he's over here singing those songs. And that just blessed my heart. Because these are the things that our kids hang on to as they grow up. And, and unfortunately, moms, dads, grandparents, we know our kids stray sometimes. But we plant these seeds so that the Holy Spirit can still work. So that maybe something from a VBS or a quiz uh, meet or, or, or a Wednesday night will come back to them in God's word. When it's out of our hands. And you see, Jesus paid the price and he, he died on that cross. He was resurrected three days later. We serve a living God. Amen? Does that excite anybody this morning? Because that's what makes us different. We serve a living God. And then He ascended into heaven not to leave us, but so He could send the Spirit to us. And we have the Holy Spirit living in us right now. Every moment He's with us. And yes, God wants to do miracles in our life. But it's so that people can see God working. It's so that the name of Jesus can be glorified. Because even when we get a physical healing, you're going to die someday. Unless Jesus comes back first. This is not my home. My eyes are set on something so much greater. And I want to take as many people with me as I can. Stand with me this morning and Jason, our, our prayer song, go ahead and play it. We've, we've moved our rocks, but they're still over here. For any of you that don't know what this is, we are building an Ebenezer altar 
We take these rocks, we put our initials. The the Ebenezer rock is the, the stone of help. It's a time of remembering what God has already done. And we believe he can do it again. And we know that. From the miracles we see in the Bible to the miracles we've already experienced in our life. And we know he can do it again. It may look a little different. So we drop a rock in that jar with our initials. It's just a a remembrance of God hears my prayer. And I know that you are capable. And church, I want you to come this morning. If you have a a heavy heart of something in your own life, maybe it's you that needs it. Or maybe it's someone that you love. And I want you to leave that rock this morning and know that we serve a God of miracles. But we serve a God that his biggest concern is our eternity. Where is your heart this morning? If you die today, I know this is old and this is cliche, boys. You you hear the gospel coming. But if we die today, do you know where you're going? Do you absolutely know that BJ can stand here and preach your funeral? And I can tell people without a single doubt in my mind that you're in heaven today. And if you say, I don't know that, you can't. With one simple prayer of God forgive me. And you can know that. And you can walk out of here with your head held high. With no nobody to judge you. Because every person in this room, we've all had that moment where we had to surrender on our knees. And say, God, forgive me. Forgive me for living life my way. Forgive me, God, for ignoring the spirit who's been trying to lead me. Forgive me for not believing that you are the God you say you are. God, we want to see miracles happen. And I believe with every stone that I'm hearing dropping, there's a miracle in that jar. There is a miracle loved ones who will come to Christ maybe for the first time loved ones who will come back to Christ who have walked away there are miracles in this jar happening today healings in bodies to be made whole Father we love you dear Heavenly Father we thank you I thank you for every stone in this jar today I thank you for every child that is in the back of this church with Miss Paula who have heard the story of Jesus Christ this weekend, who have heard the story of Jonah and what it means to be obedient. But Father, as the adults of those children now, may we be obedient. Because God, we love to love on children, but it is the moms, the dads, the grandparents, the aunts and the uncles that make the full influence. May we be obedient today. Oh, Father, as we just quiet our hearts before you and whisper we love you. Thank you for working in each of our lives. And God, thank you for grace and mercy. And God, as we leave this place, may we be obedient of loving others the way you love them, even the ones we have prejudice against. Because we know that the good news is for all nations, all peoples. Father, as we continue the celebration later at the river, we give you praise and thanks for Cambry today. And you reminded us in scripture 
to let the little children come. May we never stand in the way of any child coming to you. Even if we're not sure they understand it on the same level we understand it, may we never hinder that process. Because I know that you still call children into ministry today. You still call children into missions today. You still call children to be bold and evangelize with their friends today. Just like Philip, wherever they may go. So, Father, may we always be open to that. And the things that we carry in here with heavy hearts, may we leave them at your feet today and trust you with the outcome. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said together, Amen. Church family, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Space, we'll see you at 1.30 at the river somewhere down there. We'll find you guys and have a great celebration. Go be a blessing to someone today because you've been blessed. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.